to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we are watching one new movie from our mother's giant collection. I'm your co-host, Jaylene. And I'm Violet. And this week, which DVD did we watch? Uh, Spinning Man. Yes, we saw Spinning Man, which I had said that it wasn't going to be unwrapped, but it was unwrapped. Did they watch it? They did watch it. This was a bus DVD purchase. Okay. And so they watched it on the bus because I... I was actually like really surprised to find it unwrapped. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, because when we saw that it was 2018, high percentile chance that it's not going to be unwrapped. Um, Did they say anything about it? So I did ask mom if she remembered it. Uh, Dad didn't have anything much to say, so. But I'll, I'll go with what mom said. She remembers that The film had a lot of good stars in it, which it does. It has Guy Pearce, Pierce Brosnan, and Minnie Driver. Mm -hmm. Three very well-stacked, well-acknowledged actors. The acting in it wasn't bad either. No. Actually, no, definitely was not. But she just remembers it just being disappointing. And it was like, oh, okay. And then it happened. It was like, oh, it was disappointing. Why did it end that way? Yeah. It, like, it, it felt, it was so good. It had so much potential. Um, we were watching it and midway through, we realized we had to stop and make dinner because we were, we were like, oh, we'll just throw it on and cook dinner. But then we were captivated by it and the time flew and then we had to pause it. So we paused, we made dinner, we sat back down. I was like, okay, it's still good. And then it just flops the last like five minutes. Yeah, last when, I'd say when like he, I, when he sits down, down and gets explained everything. Yeah, like it lasts like ten minutes, I'd say, and you're just like, Ugh. and it's like it's and, supposed to be this the, big reveal, like the very last, like and like specifically the last five minutes. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, he did not. I know, and you're just like frustrated. It could have been so good. Exactly. I I was like, no, this movie's. Like, great. I'm enjoying this. This is a great story. I love the characters. I love how, as a viewer, you're slowly being revealed and peeling layers behind. You're, like, trying to figure it out. It's really playing with you. Who's playing who? Yeah, like, and the detective is very smart. That is a very smart detective. Um, And there's just some really nice visual clues in it. Uh, Yeah, like, overall... Well done until the ending. Yeah. And and then, because the entire time I was like, how does this have a 5.6 on IMDb? This is beautiful. Yeah. And yep. and then yep. it just happens. Yep. And you're, you, then we did our own scores and I saw where mine fell and uh, we'll get to it at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's, it is in line with how everyone yeah. else kind of feels about yeah. this. And it's disappointing. Yeah. Because... I think the story had a lot of great potential. And I feel like we could have drafted a better ending. Yes. So many people could. And maybe maybe that would have made it too predictable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I... Too speechless. Yeah, I really want to know who who chose that. Like, I remember the credits rolled and we're like, uh, what? <laughs> it couldn't have ended like that. Yeah, and it's funny. Be oh, what were you saying? But like uh, symbolism wise, it ends with him staring at a rat in a wheel, and it's like, oh, he's still trapped in his little cage. 
Yeah. I, okay. Symbolism. Like, why at the yeah. end? Like imagery and symbol is like over all throughout because he's he's this. He, when away, you could be like, well, there isn't a rat in the house. They're only looking for mice. He's only trying to tra- trap mice. So he didn't do it. It's like you could pick up on that if you wanted. And then like at the end when like he like stares and looks at at the mouse now trapped in that cage and you're just like you're right with there like right there with that mouse, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so I mean, it ending there I think was beautiful. Yes. But the the, the <laughs> couple minutes before with the interaction that happens when you find out how he hurt his hand, you're like, what? Yeah. Is this a flashback? No, it's not. It's not. I, I, part of me was like hoping it was a flashback. Hoping part of me was hoping that his mind was playing, playing tricks, tricks on, on him. Tricks again. on him. Yes, I was hoping it was playing tricks on him. I was hoping that it was a flashback when we were finally getting the story of what she was saying to him when they were in the cafe. Yeah. Like all these things. And or then he, hurt. he did the same thing that his wife did. Yeah. But then he hurts his hand. And or like you see how he hurts his hand. Like you already know his hand is hurt because of it being pointed out. Um, but then you see that it's actually like in the time-wise in timeline, it's linear for the story. It's not. Yeah. When did you watch this film? I watched it two nights ago. I forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> and I couldn't watch it last night because I work. I had two shifts. I had. Yeah. I was working from eight to eight p.m. So. Yeah. I watched this the day after we pulled it. So now it's been six uh, days. Okay. So my memory is very foggy. Mm-hmm. I've had a very active yeah, last five days. <laughs> so going into this, I even had texted you being like, I haven't watched the bonus features. And the funny thing is the trailer's on the bonus feature. The trailer looks amazing. Oh, I can see that. No, the 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 buildup of this story is great. It's it's fascinating. It's captivating. It, it leaves you wondering, guessing, um, predicting. Uh, love how they play with words, especially. I mean, he is a philosophy, a language philosophy teacher, whatever that is. Yep. Um, like, well done, well done. And uh, the the characters themselves. Um, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? believable yeah yeah like very believable characters the way that the the wife reacts to Mm -hmm. everything that's going on and being like i don't trust him so i actually genuinely think he has done this and he he's never shown any indication that he has done that but based on past events like it yeah i'm wondering if i couldn't see it on the imdb or the wikipedia page i looked through both because this is based off of a novel, and I'm wondering if the screenwriter changed anything or if it's the same. Well, it does say the movie plot has a very strong resemblance to the Italian movie, and I'm not going to try and pronounce this, but it translates to The Girl in the Fog. Yes, except for the ending. ending. And I'm wondering why, if maybe that's why they changed the ending. Yeah. And I kind of want to watch the other I do movie. Too. that sound Like, if this... I we're clearly obviously disappointed with how it ended. So maybe this movie has a better ending and I'd be interested in watching it. Yeah, I I've found myself actually watching more movies now 
that aren't on the list? I know you haven't been having an easy time with your entertainment and like picking up things, but I, I, I felt really bad because I had promised, um, a student that I would watch a movie and it's on the list. No, it's not on the list. Oh, okay. I just was like, I can't watch this until I watch the other one. Ah, okay. So I feel a lot of pressure or I feel guilty watching another movie if I haven't already watched the one for the week, but I hate watching the one for the week early in the week. I like watching it within like two days. Yeah. Like three, three days within having to record because it stays much more fresh in my mind. Yeah. And I'm also finding that if I do it the night before, I'm rushing my thoughts and how everything is sitting with me. Unless it's a rewatch, then I don't really care. I'm I'm very well aware of how my thoughts and feelings are. But when it's a brand new film and I don't have 24 to 48 hours to kind of digest in my mind, how am I feeling? What what did this film make me feel? And did I even like it? Sometimes I do actually have to take 24 hours to really think about did I like that? Was that experience worth my hour and a half? But also having time um, to realize or come up like, oh, like make connections like, oh, I, oh, wait, that's what that meant. Or, mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I missed that. Why, why, why wasn't I thinking that back then? That, that gives a, like a good at least 24 hours gives you time to, to digest what you've watched. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to look up this the other girl. film. It has a... Ooh. Uh, 6.8 on Rot or IMDb and 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it is. So the girl in the fog? Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's, I, we can't watch it anywhere. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, unless we had a physical copy. I see. Which we don't. No. Unfortunate. So there aren't a lot of bonus facts about this. There's features, but I, I'll do the facts first. So... It got moved around quite a bit because originally it was supposed to be in Minnesota and then there was finance delays and then it was relocated. It was then relocated to Atlanta and then it got delayed again. And so it just relocated to Los Angeles. I don't think the setting necessarily mattered in this one. Sometimes like location really matters in a film. I don't think this one necessarily was a big deal. No. So good on them for just kind of like suck like sucking it yeah, up and, and just yeah. yeah. They definitely put like a a tinge, like a bluey green filter. tinge or filter on it, um, to make it look like it wasn't in bright sunny California, I yes. would say. To I, make it a little bit more cold and eerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely but I I I love a blue filter. I think it's really in a thriller and a crime, for some reason, I just feel as though it suits the theme. Yes. Yeah. Because, like, Veronica Mars is shot with a green-blue filter, and I love that. And, again, like, that's set in California, which is a big deal because that plays a part in the narrative yes. of Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of, like, who else. Uh, there's lots, actually. I'm not going to go The one I can think of. CSI actually does blue yes. filter. Yeah. The one I can think of is Twilight. Oh. <laughs> the first one is so blue. Oh. There was a casting change as well. Nicola Coaster Waldau, which I don't know who that is. Mm-mm. 
Emma Roberts and Greg Kinnear, I don't know who Greg is either, I only know who Emma Roberts is, were originally attached to the film. And then clearly it all got swapped out. Don't know the drama. It's never explicitly stated there could have been things in conflicting schedules. I don't know how I would have felt about Emma Roberts playing mini drivers. I don't think she would have been mini driver. I think she would have been the student. Oh, good call. Because it was like, she's not old enough to play good call. Yeah, no, I think she would have been the student. How did you feel about Guy Pierce playing another mind role? So I didn't realize who it was. No way. Until midway through the movie. And then Grayson was like, oh, that's that. Yeah, that is Guy Pierce." And I was like, "Okay, where do we know him from? And he was like, Memento. And I was like, oh, oh, okay." I apparently he just looks so different to me in Memento. (laughs) Well, it's 18 years later, so he's aged. Yeah, but just like the stubble. I don't know what it is. The lack of tattoos. Yeah, I something about it. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is that is the same. I did okay so did it trigger anything for you where well, I was just like oh more more memory stuff okay what I thought for me it was a bit difficult to kind of separate some hmm. things that he was doing where I then was all of a sudden I was like well he's gonna be the bad guy again he's gonna be the one oh. who because for he couldn't remember and so I was going back to our black and white I desperately desperately wish it was the ethics professor who did it oh but then yeah yeah, because the beginning of the scene well one he's kind of creepy looking and some of the the things the way he's like and he's talking about to i literally didn't write a single person's name down i don't think i'm gonna have to look at my notes to remember people's names because again it's been six days but the guy pierce guy pierce (laughs) um he's talking to him and he's like oh like you get all the the attractive females in your classroom like why is that like of course the ethics broth doesn't get and i was like oh you have a thing for younger women as well and i thought maybe he potentially was the one no yeah he wasn't he was i guess supposed to be a red herring but he wasn't red herring enough no because they really only used him then and one other time, but then he wasn't really seeing the rest of the film. He's, I think, three times. Three times? Yeah. I can only remember two. Because then the lawyer comes up twice. The diner. A diner again. They meet at the diner. Yeah. Um. I, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the ending when we get to the ending. But yeah. Anyways, continue. Well, that's it for IMDb facts. I'll go through bonus features. Bonus features. There isn't a lot. I don't have much to really necessarily say. There is a director's commentary. I'm wondering if no one's really watched it and added anything to IMDb. Did you? No. Okay. I don't, didn't have time. Okay. That's, yeah. I mean, if my plane had a DVD player, <laughs> it would have maybe done it. But where I was, didn't have it. She didn't have a DVD player. So I had no way. That was the thing. I had to watch it before I left, but I had no way of continuously to play it later on to find out what was going on but the next one was inside spinning man and i didn't like how they started it they basically were describing to you what the film was all about and i sat there watching feeling like yeah i I don't need this explained to me i I just watched the film but then part of me was also thinking this is a nice refresher (laughs) Uh, they talk about working together. They enjoyed working together. Guy Pierce, not Guy Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. 
and Minnie Driver had previously worked together, but that was when he was James Bond on GoldenEye, and she was quite young at the time. Guy talks about his experience of finding the script and really loving it. And he loved the fact that it was a character-driven story. Part of me is also thinking, well, Memento was also a character-driven story, so maybe he just really was connected to this because it was kind of similar to Memento. Even It's not. I, I, I can't compare the two, but it is a thriller. It's a mystery. There's a crime that happens. Guy loved the human psychology in the script and what you do for love when your mind plays tricks on you and what your brain will tell you what to specifically remember and what to forget and play on that. So he was like really talking about, yeah, the psychology part and aspect of this film and how he had never really gotten to play that, which is correct because what I loved about his character being a philosopher was he was very specific about what words he was using and saying mm -hmm. with the people around him. Mm -hmm. Whereas that wasn't the case in Memento because he literally <laughs> didn't know he, he had all of his words tattooed on him yeah. and he had to pictures to remember things. But I also really liked that because we've had this conversation before about the fact that your brain can't remember everything. So you pick and choose your memories. I love stuff like that. So when this film was all about this, this was like, hell yeah, this is up my alley. Mm -hmm. Showed five deleted scenes. Uh, yeah, any of interest? <laughs> <laughs> the only one that's of interest is it shows the scene of the fisherman finding the girl. Okay. That's it. It was quite creepy gross looking i mean obviously like the fisherman freaks out uh the uh, next one was the spinning man trailer which i watched because i figured it would be interesting to watch and it gave me an update and then the last one is it's called also from lionsgate because lionsgate was the production? producer production yeah. company production <laughs> company there can't be a producer and it just reshows all the previews again which i had already seen when i had first plopped in the movie DVD, yeah okay yeah the dvd also came with this fancy cover case which i had to tape together because it's falling apart <laughs> what is it rated r why some language including sexual references hmm. but i don't know if that is the american side or the can i think this is i think this is the american yeah because we got 18a we don't get ours yeah Trying to think if it was really all that bad. I'm just, I don't know if it was. Oh, yeah, there was. I was like, what was sexual? Honestly, I think a 16, 17 year old could eat it. Eat it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say read it too. I think a 16, 17 year old could watch. A 70 year old? <laughs> I think a 16 or 17 year old could watch us. Like, no problem. I wouldn't have any issue with it. I wouldn't either. But I wouldn't also recommend it to anyone. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, watch the first hour and 10 minutes and then walk away and come up with your own ending. Yeah. And then come back to the very final scene. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And leave it at that. I think that would be yeah. totally fine. So I went away this week. Went you did. And I tried to call you. I went away to Calgary. I called you on... Saturday. 
and it went straight to voicemail. I wasn't gone on Saturday. Was it Sunday? No, it was Sunday then. Sorry. <laughs> it, I had four days off this weekend. It was a very long but weekend I for me. But I also wasn't days... in the backcountry on Sunday. Okay, it was, it was Monday? Monday? No way it was Monday. Yeah. Unless you just somehow called. No. Was it very recent? Oh, I, honestly, my days could be mixed up. I have a terrible memory. that's it violet did violet was the killer everyone tuesday oh my gosh i called you at tuesday at two days ago 4 32 and it went straight to voicemail and i was sitting on the couch trying to figure out why on earth my call didn't go through and then i remembered you were gone i was i was in the back country no airplane mode did you Larch, Larch season? Did it's you go, Larch season. Yeah, did you go specifically for that or? No. So I got invited on this trip last minute and I've always wanted to go to Lake O'Hara. That is one of the places that I have always wanted to go to mm-hmm. and go and see this beautiful, you get to go up on this little plateau and you look down to four different lakes and it's like surrounded by mm-hmm. mountains, obviously, because that was stupid. But they're just like these giant cascading peaks. Mm-hmm. And my friend knew that I have always wanted to go there. And unfortunately for her husband, he had to fly out of town to go see his sick grandma who's on her deathbed. And he was supposed to go on the trip. So I got to take a spot. And so it had all worked out too with the movies because I wasn't going to meet. That was the other thing. I was like, oh my gosh, we had done all this work to prepare because I, I went away on the cruise. And so all of a sudden this came up and I was like, what? I know. And you didn't tell me either. And mom's like, um, I don't think you're recording next week. She's gone again. And I was like, what do you mean she's gone? She just came back. We tried to figure this out. She hasn't said any, anything to me. So she must be home in time. And obviously you are. Yeah. My flight touched down at 2 p.m. It's now 4.03. I was just in the air three hours ago. <laughs> so yeah, I went to the backcountry and I did not see grizzly bears this time. Thank goodness. I got to see a mountain goat. Cool. Yeah. Was it on the side of a mountain? Yeah. Nice. That's where they okay. are. Because they, they can climb steep mountains. Yep. Very steep mountains. Yeah. This one wasn't for a mountain goat. This wasn't a steep mountain. Yeah. So they primarily will live in the mountains because bears don't like to be on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, saw, uh, and saw a pine marten, which is in the family of a wolverine and looks like a ferret. Pine Martin? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so cute. Yeah. Everyone look this up. A Pine Martin. So it's in the Wolverine family. And it also is in another kind of similar family. But apparently, they are not easy to find. So we got really lucky spotting one of those. And then the other animals that I saw plenty of were pikas. And pikas are... Tiny little, I want to say chipmunks, but they're not chipmunks. I don't know. They're like little rodents, and they live in the rocks with the marmots. I didn't see any marmots, but they bark, and it's hilarious because they, like, bark whistle to let all the other pikas know that someone else is, like, in or around. They don't have long tails like a chipmunk. It's kind of like um, a hamster shape. P-I-K-A. 
Pika. Pika, like Pikachu. I'm going to get, oh, I didn't get any. I was expecting a <laughs> Pikachu. Oh, they're so cute. They look like, um, I was going to say gerbil mixed with a, like they're, they look plump and round mm. like a gerbil. So it's about the size of my hand. And like a mouse, round little ears, but yeah. bigger ears than a mouse. Yeah. And so they're quite small, but they've got a mighty voice and it echoes in the backcountry. Can I listen to it? It's not like a bark like a dog. But no, I know. But I can see it. I can. There's po- photos of its mouth, just like. Yeah. So I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a squeaky toy, but it literally opens its mouth like it's barking. But yeah, so there was a whole bunch of them, and they were in the backcountry, and they were doing that as I was walking through. They very much so remind me of a like a hamster, a, a hamster. Yeah, but like bigger than a hamster and uh, kind of have uh movements like a squirrel yes very much so they jump yeah i could see like the, the way that it was moving on that rock looked like that's a squirrel without a tail yeah just in a different body yeah and they <laughs> they jump but uh it's funny because every time not every time but this is now the second time i've gone on a trip with my friend to the rockies and the first time that we went i really wanted to see a bear and boy, did we see a bear because she charged at us and it was a grizzly. And so my friend requested me not to request seeing a bear this trip. And I said, that's fine. I want to see a mountain goat. So I got to see a mountain goat. <laughs> and I said, maybe I have some powerful juju that I request to see an animal and I get to see it. Please never, ever go somewhere with me where we're going to see something absolutely fucking terrifying. And then you go, I want to see this. Never. Just don't <laughs> utter those words around me when we go to wherever that may be. Thank you. Just putting it out there. Because then I was like, well, now I want to see a moose. She's like, you don't want to see a moose. I was like, yeah, I want to see a moose like 100 feet away. She's like, okay, well, 100 feet away is fine. But we didn't see a moose. And I was like, maybe it's just my first request that I get to see the animals. So the next time you only we get, go, yeah, what, I, one, one request. <laughs> one request each time. <laughs> so that that was kind of part of the trip. But like the trip was really busy. And I love the backcountry and it was a lot of fun. But the entire highlight of my trip was last night. And you'll never believe what we got to do. Well, now I want to know. So she has a dog. And she, the dog, got babysat while we were in the backcountry for two nights. Okay. And he picked her up, which obviously, and he takes her to work with him. And he has another dog of his own. And he owns a cidery. We got to make cider last night. That's fun. And we, I was there for three and a half hours. And I got to learn how the apples, but we were doing pear cider, how the pears get put into this like crusher and spout out into like this thing. Then you mix it with Rysol, I believe what is what we were called, what it's called. I'm not a cider maker. I'm a drinker, but <laughs> not a maker. And you then put it in this big press and you have to fill it all up. And then you have this water and you have to turn on the water slowly and this bladder fills up and you're waiting for all the pressure to come out and there's like water that spits out and then you close it at the top. Then you continue to fill the bladder and all of a sudden like the juice starts running because like there's so much pressure. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. And then it goes down into this little spout and then you're switching out the containers and then you're putting 
450 liters in three and a half hours last night. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How often is cider made at this place? Every day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How many pairs? Uh, I don't remember. And what condition are these pears in? Prime? Oh, Good? Oh, like, like edible, like ripe? Not gross. Okay. But huh. yeah, I can't remember. So he was doing a limited run batch. It's an anniversary batch that won't be ready until next year. So it gets yeah. all done yeah. and whatnot. So I got to be a part of that. And I was like, well, if I'm back here next year, I'll try to get a bottle. And he's like, absolutely. And it was just was like a lot of fun. And so like when my friend was like, yeah, he's like asked us if we want to come press some pears. And I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, really? And I figured people pay for excursions. Yeah, to, to be able do to do stuff. these things. And you're just getting an offer to you and you get to see the process. Like people go to wineries to see wineries and have to like, yeah. Yeah. And I got to like do this yeah. stuff rather than just being like, and then you like, do this is this. yeah how you do it. Yeah. yeah. No. And like, cool. he left me alone and I was like still managing it and I like figured out some ratios. I just was like, this is just so, so cool. And that like, for me, out of everything that we did, that was probably the highlight of the trip, even though like Lake O'Hara has been on my bucket list for so long. Nice. Yeah. How did, how did she meet this person? How do you, how her husband you? owns a brewery. So oh, then, like, oh, okay. And yeah. then like Calgary is very known for um, their beers and microbreweries as well. Mm -hmm. It's a big culture, just like Vancouver is yes. a big culture yeah. too. So he started up a cider company and then that's how like they nice. met and all have friends. Wow. Very, yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. There's a few cideries in uh, Calgary. I looked a couple up, but didn't also look them up. Yeah. And... Did some shopping. Not really, but I did some shopping. Went for a walk. Oh, I went for a walk. I got my Granny Smith apple that I was going to eat in the backcountry, and then I didn't eat it because I just didn't feel like it. And uh, I picked out three. I ate one. I also bought a nectarine. This is very fascinating. But anyways, I walked there to this crossroads market, and like these people have just bins of stuff. And I got three apples and a nectarine for $2.50. How is your nectarine? Really good. That's all. I, the nectarines are just out of season here. They're harder to find. They're hard to find good ones right now. It was a little bit softer than what I would like, but I was just going to physically eat it right then right, and there. Yeah, you it wasn't, weren't waiting for it to ripen. Yeah. Yeah. I would say these are a bit underripe, and I think that's why I've kind of been a bit turned off, but I brought them home with me because I could. At some point, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, my trip was really good. Um, I had four days off of work. I merged all the days together and none of the days that I was off of work did I call you. So that's how my week went. <laughs> Do you remember why you were calling me? You, exactly what I discussed. Oh, when to we were confirm all, yeah. that we were doing this? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like I was like, I don't actually know what's happening. Um, so I called you and um, you didn't answer. So I just assumed. Yep. And then you also texted me today. So I just made sure I was prepared and ready. Yeah. I was playing it off as if like nothing was changing because literally nothing, nothing was changed. Yeah, nothing's different. I the was, only thing. I was available an hour earlier because yeah. I didn't have to work today. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I'm good to jump into the film if mm -hmm. you want to talk about the film. 
I, as I've said, six days ago, I watched this. So I am a bit rusty. I do remember watching a deleted scene and it was a Halloween trick-or-treating one. It was like, oh yeah, they went trick-or-treating. One thing I want to say and throw out there for, for anyone, any day that you hear this and you have an answer for me. Great. I want to start printing out the screenplays of these so I can make notes directly on it so I don't have to write as much down. I can just, if I have a thought, I can put it down on a page and then I can collect my notes that way. So if anyone knows somewhere where I can, I'll, I'll pay for them. That doesn't bother me. Um, it's a hobby. Um, this is fine. Um, but if anyone has any recommendations, I try to look up to just find this one. And man, was it difficult? Obviously, I think big ones will be easier to find, but something like this. Not so much. They were just like on random websites that I was like, mm, don't. I don't know how accurate this is to the film. Yeah. So if anyone knows where I can, where, if there's a website that has collections of stuff, don't, let me know. Don't know. I don't have many notes, actually. I've got two, two and a half pages, which is very little for me. I will say, box office. I haven't done that yet. The budget was $8.5 Okay. Box office gross worldwide, $283,000, which isn't a lot. However, this went straight to video and was a limited theatrical release. Oh. So... I don't, I couldn't figure out why. And it's Lionsgate. Lionsgate made Twilight. They're, they're still they're huge. They're huge. Yeah, they're, they've made much more than just Twilight. Yes, I but know But like that. that, it was like one of their, that's kind of what set them on a trajectory of, yeah. yeah to yeah. own rights and do a lot yeah. more. I, yeah, again, I couldn't figure out why. This isn't 2020. This was 2018. So there's absolutely no reason why this film like couldn't. pandemic wise, Yeah interesting so part of like where that imdb rating sits is for those who've had access to mm -hmm. watching it mm -hmm. but two hundred eighty-three thousand dollars is not a lot of money and so limited i'm just like is that 50 theaters i don't know it didn't say i would assume it's 50 because that's i know blocks a film's like if a film sorry if a theater company is buying the film they have to buy it in blocks so they wouldn't be able to just be like oh we're just gonna buy it for the one well my maybe it didn't do very well test audience or whatever it might be so um they didn't push it or try and sell it as much and then more like small independent like where you're gonna go and watch independent films and yeah. movies or foreign films were the ones who picked this up? Possibly. Quite possibly. Because this film is 2018. It was obviously widescreen. Thank goodness. There were a few trailers. First one is Acts of Violence. I didn't remember that one, but it had Bruce Willis in it. I feel bad if it's not him, but I'm trying to think. I think it was him. Anyways. It looked like a Taken film because something happened to his daughter and he was going after the bad guys. Nice. Speaking of Taken, the next one was The Commuter with Liam Neeson. Okay. And it was a film about him being on a train and someone told him that something, he had to go collect a bag and then he was being targeted and he had to do some Taken stuff and that's about it. The next one was Unlocked. I think I've seen that one. Hold on. Okay. The Commuter? The Commuter. 
No, it was a different Liam Neeson one, which now I want to know what it was. Sorry, continue. The next one was Unlocked. I have absolutely no idea what that film is. The other one after that was Bent. I still don't know what that was. And then the final one, Black Butterfly. I also don't know what that is. This is what happens when it's been six days and they're trailers that are very short and clearly not like memorable, but I had just begun watching uh, the bonus features and acts of violence. And I went forward to see if like the next one lined up and it did. So that's why those memories were triggered. That's it. Then, then the movie begins and we see a scene. Actually, you're going to have to help me out with this. Cause like, I really don't I was like, I'm going to not go crazy on my notes, which was a dumb idea because I knew I was going to be doing this six days later. Okay. So I have (laughs) my first notes are my first notes are dead girl crime trouble remembering. Okay. I just have, (laughs) sorry, detective's office. Do you ever forget things? Five weeks earlier, girl at work, man. Uh, washing car so girl at work obviously there's like something that happens because you see someone get out of car um and her friend sees someone who was in a similar car get out of the car but can't identify him and then there's a man washing a car that looks like the car that we saw five weeks earlier that's right and so you as the viewer see joyce that's the girl who goes missing the um she sends her co-worker away and she's getting ready for a guy. It's like very clear that someone's there to like meet her and pick her up. So when like you as the viewer are being like misled in a direction of, okay, it's this, it's him basically showing mm-hmm. up to look for him. And she has like this look of disappointment on her face after. And that's all we basically see and find out. And then dad is washing his car, which... I'm going to say right now, I think, in my opinion, they did a very poor job introducing character names in this film again. I don't think I have any. So his name is Evan, but I can't remember his last name. I legitimately... And I have detective. Yeah, I did not... Mom. Mom. Yeah, I did not write a sync... Like, usually I, I make it a point to be like, oh, I caught the name and I'll write it down somewhere in my notes. Oh, Dr. Birch. That's his name. So Evan Birch. But yeah, I was not happy about that. I'm definitely learning that if I don't know the main character's name within about three to five minutes, and we've been introduced to the main character Mm -hmm. is what I'll say, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit grumpy. And that's with subtitles on. That's the other thing. Do you want to know the one name I wrote down? Yeah. Marvin, the the dead rabbit. The dead rabbit. (laughs) That's the only only name I have written down in my notes. Other than it's going to be professor, detective, and mother. Wife, mom, mini driver. <laughs> I didn't put no, I just I stuck with dead girl, student, ethics prof. So uh, we're at the house and the detective shows up and he's uh, at the grieving parents house and reveals that Joyce is dead. Even though we don't know Joyce is dead, she's missing because they haven't found the body. yet. No, she's just missing. Yeah. She's just missing. But it's less likely that she's going to show up alive. Yeah, they they make it seem like she's dead or like they're pretty certain she's no longer alive. Yeah. And so I have dad guy is a professor, which is Dr. Birch. And his wife is really upset about the missing girl. And he's like, I don't know like what we can do. Like it it's sad. And she does like make a good point. 
that it could be one of their kids in the future. And how would you like feel mm-hmm. about this? Like we have as a town, like we should be grieving for the loss of a child. Class starts at Dr. Birch's philosophy class and a student tries to take him out, but he declines her. So there's like now the introduction of this student who I don't know her name at all the entire time. And she clearly has a thing for him. That's very evident. Somewhere along there, don't know where, because I didn't write that note down um, about the interaction in the classroom. But somewhere in there, we do see he has a thing for younger girls when he goes shopping at the store. He has a fantasy of the young clerk looking because he wants to buy mouse traps because there's mice in the house and his wife had put in a request. And so we see them hooking up. But then in turn, that's obviously not what's happening because he's just staring at her and she's like, you can hit okay at the debit credit machine. Yeah. And then you see him sit in his car and he... That's when the first time you see the the uh, matches matches, and it's it's like a token that he holds on to um, to remind him, like, no, don't do it. And then he puts it away and he drives away. But we don't know that. No, no. At that moment. Yeah. So when he gets home, the detective is there and he wants to search the vehicle and he protests the search and he says, I have every right to decline it. And his wife's like, you have nothing to hide. Like, why are you protesting it? And he's just like, no, like, it's within my rights. Like, you have no claim. And just because, like, my vehicle was seen there doesn't necessarily. Mm -hmm. And this is really hard because. They don't have a warrant. They're just asking for a. They're just asking him, like, if you just said yes, then they don't need a warrant. But he's like, no, you can you can go through the proper channels to take my car away from me yeah but it's difficult because yeah he's making himself look more guilty Mm -hmm. and later on it does suck because what if something lined up and the ending is completely different because the movie wouldn't have existed because yeah we'll get there there's there's just a (laughs) lot of like what ifs basically Mm -hmm. that come up later along the way He's doing a lecture and perceived truth comes up. I will tell you what I remember. And this is what I was going on about weeks ago Mm -hmm. about how your perceived truth is your truth, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is in alignment with someone else's perceived truth. And this is why it's so difficult for people to get along. And genuinely, like, yes, it's because we we just have different perspective on things or we see things differently. The way we think about things, the way we process things are just different. Yeah. And then how something can happen and it can trigger something from your past Mm -hmm. and then it has a memory that brings up and you're completely then in a different zone. Office hours happens and the student wants to bring up last semester to him. And this is the one that she's trying to, he, she is just trying to seduce him. Mm-hmm. He has clearly made it like clear that he wants no involvement with her. Mm-hmm. And she wants to apologize. But then the detective comes in and wants to talk to him, finds out that his car has been picked up and <laughs> that the camp counselor, who he was 
supposed to go pick up his daughter from camp, had told the detective that he was 40 minutes late. But Dr. Birch cannot remember what he was doing, what he was doing, where he was, why he ended up being 40 minutes late. And up until this point, we've had multiple, like he said multiple times, he has difficulties with his memory. And like he's said this to multiple people as well. And he just, you know, didn't, wasn't brave enough to go to the tattoo shop and have this all tattooed on him. And then, and then this is how Memento starts. And so the guy dies at the end of the movie, but it's really the beginning of, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's Memento. His car ends up getting impounded to be searched because uh, the detective went through the correct channels and Dr. Birch is like, okay, well, if you're going through the correct channels, I'm going to go through the correct channels. So they get a lawyer involved and the lawyer wants to know if he's had any past relationships with any minors. The cops will establish a pattern if he has any history. This is when it also comes up that there is a reason why they left town from where they moved from five years ago because he did have a past relationship with a student. Yeah. The mom finds the kid putting lip gloss on and she realizes that it's not her lip gloss and that Zelda, I remember that, found the lip gloss in the car when they cleaned it and the mom is now starting to doubt any truth of what her husband is saying to him. Then we also find out that dad killed the bunny with his mousetrap. Unintentionally. So, but yeah. Yes. I also have a funny note. I was kind of frustrated. And I pointed this out to my boyfriend as like he he had just come home at this point. And I was like, a bell just rang to end the signal of class that does not happen in university. That's funny. I didn't even notice. I was like actually mad. I was like, no, 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 no. Your teacher just sends you like that's not. And yeah, a student picks him up at the bus station because now he doesn't have a car and the officer is at the house and wants to have a chat with the wife. Hair of Joyce's was found in the vehicle. So wife is now starting to second guess and the wife got her hand stuck in the Mm -hmm. mousetrap. So she has a damaged hand. And then we see that the cop is taking him for a drive and pulls the lighter and matches and it has a woman's writing on it. And he's kind of interrogating him as to like what this means. And the wife puts the lip gloss on and she wants the truth from him. She hasn't trusted him in five years. This is where I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily believe that because she didn't. I think she's just trying to not feel as though she's being played by him again. Yes. We find out that the body was found by a fisherman, but we didn't see that scene. That was a deleted scene. We just know that the body's been found and they're doing an autopsy on her to figure out if there's foul play. Yeah. And he gets pulled out of class and the class is all like, oh, like what's happening? His daughter ends up running away from him and says to the offer that that's not her dad. That is literally the worst thing your kid could ever do. Oh my God. I wanted to be just shake the child. I, I was so frustrated for him. Yeah. I thought that was so nasty. Yeah. But I mean, like, cleverly nasty in the film, but in real life, life like, oof. oh, so frustrating. Because if anything, that makes it look worse on him. Yes. Because if he acts out to reprimand her. Yes. Yes. And like, so it, yeah. Like, it, yes. Rock, hard place. Dr. Evan is right in there. Yeah. 
Wife finds out that he was pulled out of class and so he's not making income and she's really mad and she feels as though like they're now the town embarrassment because now it's in a small town. Everyone mm. now knows like what's going on. And they had just moved there and they're trying to settle in. And yeah. yeah. And she brings up the past in a letter that she's found and he's been drinking. And then I have like imagining, reflecting, I'm unsure. This is the, the scene that comes up. That I'm like, I don't know if it was imaginative or real. With uh, the dead girl and then the student yes. mixed in. I think he was, I think what happened with the student is real and is what she was talking about or apologizing for when they went for their little lunch date. Their for last date. semester? Yes. But I think he was getting it mixed in with him thinking, oh, like I did this with this girl who is now like, dead. I have a yeah. pattern. Yeah. 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 So I think he was mixing an actual memory with, um, his own imagination of what possibly or potentially you might've done to this woman who died. Yeah. And then what does he do to his hand? Cause I actually didn't write that down. So we just know. So then he goes into the station which yeah. I really am curious. I want to go, I want to rewatch the movie because I want to know if his hand is injured. I want to know at what point did he injure his hand? Um, I want to so, know. He goes on the station which to- Which started the beginning of the yes, film. Yes, yes. And he goes on to confess. Like, I have a bad memory and like all these like, this is what I did. This is how it happened. Um, and the detective's recording him through and then waits for him to finish. And he goes, well, actually you didn't because- um, evidence states otherwise. This is actually factually what happened. She went on a hike. She fell. She hit her head. Um, fell in the water. Fell in the water. Like you could not have like everything that you said doesn't make like she has no. Um, she wasn't sexually assaulted. assaulted. She has no bruises. She has she didn't no skin underneath her fingernails. Like no signs of like resisting or struggling. Um, and like she twisted her ankle, ankle. so it, it just was too difficult to like stage someone twisting their ankle. Like it was yeah. like like the evidence did not, does not like correspond at all to what you're saying. So you're a free man, you're free to go. And he's like days lost, confused. You see him continuing to drink, um, and then he goes home, and everything like the wife like they find out like they don't like he's not guilty guilty of killing this woman, all this stuff. And she goes, what happened to your hand? And he's like, oh, oh, it's nothing. And it, it kind of, so the wife had injured her hand on one of the traps in a very similar way that his hand looked hurt. So it, it begs you to believe that, oh, he hurt his hand on one of the traps. But really what happens is you now see one of the final scenes, not the final, final scene, but one of the final scenes, he's in a car and he's hooking up with that student. Okay, yes. So that's why I want to know if he hooked up with a student prior to seeing the cop or after seeing the cop. So he saw the cop. He is now off the hook for this murder. And then I he therefore can. Yeah. And then he calls up this, the student and they go to hook up and she falls out of the car and hits her head. And she looks like she's now dead on the pavement. And he panics because now he actually thinks he's killed a woman now. Yeah. Um, just getting off the hook of potentially having murdered a different woman. And then she freaks out and she gets in her car and drives away and he's left in the parking lot and he punches a dumpster. Yeah. So that's how he enters his hand. And then he, so, but like, that's kind of like a, a flash back of, and I'm pretty sure that he hooked up with a student 
after seeing the cop and obviously before going home because then the wife makes a comment about his hand and that's when he walks past the cage with the mouse that's spinning on the wheel, wheel. and he is just trapped in a cycle oh, that he's yeah. basically doing to himself. himself yeah like he didn't he didn't break his habit and the 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 thing with the match book is the detective calls him out um and says like you hold on to this matchbook as a reminder of a time of something that you did to stop yourself from doing it. And it's because the detective himself was an alcoholic. He is no longer an alcoholic, but he has a coin because you get a, a coin or a token for every year or whatever it may Sobriety, be. Sobriety. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, you see him grab the, the de- detective grab the coin and uh, rub it in his fingers as a reminder. And there's, <laughs> there's some, funny scenes but not really funny that he goes oh i need a drink like he after seeing the autopsy of this mm-hmm. dead woman he goes oh man i just wish i could have a drink but instead he has the uh, token in his hand and uh the detective basically calls him out based on the matchbook for having a thing for younger women like you obviously clearly you have a thing for younger women you hold on this as a reminder to not do that or to not uh, whatever happened in the old town and the detective is trying to figure out if he did this with this dead woman, but obviously it states that he didn't. And that's when he's like, this is the evidence you clearly didn't. And I like, I could care less what you you do with your students. Just mm-hmm. like, don't kill them. Don't, yeah. According <laughs> to the law, don't murder them. Yeah. So what about the ending? Did you not like, I didn't like he, he hooked up with a student. It bothered me. Okay. Like that genuinely bothered me. I was like, wait, I thought he had changed. But he he didn't. And like I didn't mind I didn't mind her actually just uh, not the student, the 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 girl that died. Um I didn't mind her um her death not being like a foul play or like not it wasn't a murder, it was just an accident. Um I didn't mind that. I was kind of like, oh, this is okay. This is a cool ending. I, I don't I don't hate it. I was sitting here this entire time trying to figure out who did it and did he do it or like who was involved and then no one's involved. Okay, that's fine. A slight breath of fresh air only to just have that air sucked right out of you with him hooking up with a student, cheating on his wife and then just going home and trying, trying to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, as if like like nothing really had changed. I was like, oh, wow. He's the same person that had, he was. Yeah, just a a new home, new location. Yeah, and he. And he uh, almost could have killed that girl when she fell out of the car. Like it genuinely looked like he had now murdered a girl. And I was like, oh, oh gosh, no. No, I also didn't like that because it felt really prey-like. Like it was gross and creepy Mm -hmm. because he was basically praying well he is praying on she was as well she i know but she she didn't help herself that's the other thing no but like and it was like it was consenting because Mm -hmm. she kept going after him Mm -hmm. it wasn't as if he was the one who kept chasing after her you saw on multiple occasions that she was the instigator of this relationship i think what i was frustrated as someone who likes murder mystery was the ending when basically I liked the ending that it was not foul play. I liked that. I just didn't like how he basically got set up 
being told like he revealed how he thinks thinks he he did did it it. yeah it was like oh this is weird i didn't like that i think that's kind of where the story kind of was oh like this man confessing to a murder that he didn't do just because his memory is shit yeah I do agree that I think it should have been the ethics professor this entire time. <laughs> yeah. I I think that would have been like he had lent him his car, and that's why the hair was in there. Like there could have there could have been so many things. Yeah, well, and he we forgot did, lending him, him him the car. That's why we yeah. forgot to talk about the fact that the reason why the hair is in the car is because he picked up students. Yeah, and helped them because it was a rainy day, and he was just driving them to a location or yeah. something. Yeah, and so he has every right to not remember. Who he picked, picked up, up in the car, yeah. So like it was very um, possible that, or plausible, I should say, that this experience happened. But I'm then thinking, which would have actually been really interesting. So I, so we figured that he was in the ethics professor was only in it two to three times. We'll say that because we don't quite remember. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been really interesting. If he was the one who did it and this entire time he was fucking with his memory because he knows he has memory problems. Exactly. Honestly, that's what I was hoping for. And because he knows ethically what is good and bad Mm -hmm. and he is envious of Mm -hmm. because like that was the thing. He has big jealousy Mm -hmm. issues at the beginning of the film. Yep. Would have been. Would have, I think it would have made it a bit more interesting. Some details definitely need to be ironed out in order for that to happen just because. Yes. Of, like it's not quite possible with the way that it's set up. No. Well, let's jump into rating your story. Three. I also gave it a three. My note for that is hated ending. Hated, yeah. Which we a, just yeah. discussed. Yeah. Music. I gave it a two point five, and that's just because I don't remember it. I don't remember it being distracting, and I don't remember it being amazing. So it was just neutral. Yeah, 2.5 is, well, exactly for the same reasons. <laughs> my, notice, my note is hardly noticed. Scenes and locations. I gave it a, a three. It, was, it was, wasn't bad. Um, I like the filter that was on it. Now that you pointed out the bell, that wasn't a university if there was a bell. <laughs> I gave it a 3.5. I liked the coloring. I, I, I even have the note that blue hues. I loved... The font choice at the beginning, which is so, like, so me to find that interesting and really, like, beautiful. But him walking on the street as well with the neon behind him, Mm -hmm. like, there are certain framing choices that I really liked. And one of them that I absolutely loved and thought was so ingenious and very symbolic of their the couple's relationship was when they were framed in the mirrors and they were no longer facing each other and it was showing that they that they were arguing with each other huh. and kind of how that they were going in their relationship separate ways separate yeah. ways cool i just like there were very specific things that were done with the camera after we've watched a lot of movies now we really have and seeing this i was like that's something that I'm picking up on that I wouldn't have picked up on earlier. But I also think it's very unique. And the camera rested on it for a really long time, just showing that, okay, they've been together for a while and this is now the state of their relationship. Your overall rating? 5.6. 
I am 6 out of 10. IMDb is 5.6. So we're pretty close, but you're dead on with the masses. Wow. Nice. Do we keep this DVD? No. No, I don't. We don't need to. I, in some ways, like, I'm happy I watched it. And in other ways, I'm like, I could have gone without watching it. I think for us, it's actually, it was a really good conversation. Yeah. But I, I was excited to talk about this film because of the ending. Ironically enough, I think it maybe if the film was too perfect, it would have been made for a bit more of a boring episode because we then would have had like the chance to challenge it. Yeah, or like we would have predicted the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Or not, but you you probably would have. If it was the ethics teacher, you would have. I would have been like, no way. Because mm. <laughs> the entire time I'm like, it's you, Guy Pierce. You're the bad guy. Just like you shot the man at the beginning I of the film. I never thought once that it was him. I'll be honest. No, I didn't think so either. It would have been too... I'd have been like, oh, wow. Boring. I would have been like, oh, wow, really was him? What? Yeah, kind of a bit of a cop out for yeah. a story. Yeah. We can pick next week's film, which is going to be a Halloween themed ish one, just because uh, Halloween is coming up. We are going to try to theme the week of Halloween for the next foreseeable future of what we do to be a Halloween movie. Halloween falls on a Monday, so it's going to be, I think the episode get released on the 26th. Let me just double check because I'm not going to put a Halloween episode in November. That would be just ridiculous. I am correct. It'll be the 26th of October that we are this Halloween episode. So whenever Halloween lands, it'll always be before Halloween. Unless, of course, it's October 31st on a Wednesday. Are you ready? I am. It's a short list. We've only got 13 films. I thought we had a bit more, but we don't. And any scary movies on that list? We have one very scary movie and the rest are middle grade and not scary whatsoever. Cool. I, okay. I'm going to hit okay. Is Frank and Weenie on it? Yes. Cool. Okay. Next week's movie is E.D. I haven't seen E.T. since I was very young. I don't think I've seen it since we watched it on VHS. HS, yeah. And I think you cried. Yeah, probably. It was kind of creepy looking. I'm kind of curious to know what this is like. And I'm excited because it's like Stranger Things gets compared to this era. Okay. So I, I have, I I do have slightly high expectations, but I also have low expectations. But I'm really glad it's not the scary movie. That is just the biggest sigh of relief. And I don't have to worry about that movie coming up for a whole year. Another year. <laughs> do you take the Halloweens out of the list? Then? I do. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be happy if some of the Halloween ones came up. That would be like watching a Christmas movie in March. I don't want to do that. Man, there's some Christmas movies I'm not looking forward to watching. It's okay. It'll be fine. It'll it'll be fine. They're usually short. Usually. Most Christmas movies are never longer than 90 minutes. There's there's some Christmas movies that I'm not going to be with the masses and say I don't like them and I don't want to state them now until we watch them. So I'll wait until we get there. That's fine. Cool. We'll end the episode there. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode. If you would like to follow us on any of our socials, those are linked in the show notes below. As well, if you could like or subscribe to our podcast, that would be absolutely amazing. 
If you would like to join us next week in watching E.T., I believe it is on Amazon Prime or where else you can find that or wherever if you own the DVD copy or even the VHS. Come on, we're going back to the 80s, everyone. Until then, have a really great week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.